Hi, and welcome to an episode of our Pulse In brought to you by the Students of Color Collective in partnership with CFUV. SOC is an advocacy group committed to anti-racism, social justice, and BIPOC mental health. We provide community support and resources for racialized students. This year, our Pulse In is an audio project with themes such as love, unity, and social justice. These episodes were produced on the traditional territories of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples and the Spanish peoples. So I was wondering if you could please uh, introduce yourself to our listeners, please. Yeah, hi, I'm Cameron Chu, and I use she and they pronouns. All right. Um, Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Do you work or study full or part-time? Yeah, for sure. I currently um, work as a freelance writer and artist. I graduated from acting school actually last spring. So since then, I've just been working freelance as an actor, a writer, and in a few other forms as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, Did you have to graduate online because of the pandemic? I did, yeah. So for the last like month and a half, I guess, of my schooling, that was online for acting school. So that was quite quite um quite a jump yeah to switching to online yeah for sure because especially I was thinking because of acting it's like you I guess you'd have to move from being in person and interacting with someone who's right in front of you to okay now I'm interacting with my webcam I guess (laughs) in a way exactly and that's exactly what we did we did webcam acting over zoom which was so interesting yeah (laughs) Well, I guess I guess that's gonna be that was one memorable graduation for sure. Then, <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. So the next question I have is, uh, how do you identify yourself in terms of art? Do you see yourself as a professional artist, as a hobbyist? Yeah, that's a great question. That's actually something that I explore a lot in my art. I um, I have a really hard time identifying myself as an artist. And that's not to take away from other people who identify as artists at all. I have like so much respect for other people who are artists, but just for me, I really struggle with calling myself an artist. And that's something I actually put into my work as an artist a lot. Um, So next question I have is, how long have you been practicing as an artist and how did you develop your skills? I know you said you went to school, but if there's any other ways, like maybe watching YouTube videos, for example, learning from there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, A big thing that's been integral to my development as an artist is um, my friends and I um, have a theater company together. And these are my like friends from high school. And we just make theater together. And that's how I've like, really developed as an artist is just creating things through that. And I've gained like a lot of confidence through that, which I've like translated into my writing and starting doing playwriting and everything yeah okay I see um so since you've been saying you've been doing playwriting uh can you tell me a little bit more about your artistic accomplishments up to this point yeah one big thing I'm doing right now is a play that I wrote and um submitted to a festival is currently being produced and that'll go up in April which I'm so excited about and then Currently, um, I'm acting in a play over Zoom as well, and I've done like several of those um, during pandemic time. So that's been really fun and a great way for me to keep acting. And I'm 
I love poetry and I'm like really getting into that now and submitting my work out and that's been great. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that the pandemic hasn't, you know, really hindered your way or gotten in the way of creating what you want to create. I'm really happy that's not like an obstacle because I know it's definitely an obstacle for many other artists in the field. But um, so the next question I have was, um, was there a defining moment in your life that made you want to pursue art? I'm not sure exactly where I gained the idea that I want to pursue art, like from a holistic sense, like for from everything. But I know for specifically poetry, um, and this is like kind of embarrassing because um, in high school, um, I wasn't such a good student and in, in university, I was a much better student. So this is embarrassing talking about my high school grades, but I was like a terrible student in grade 11 English, except for this one assignment where I wrote a poem like super last minute for the assignment and I ended up getting like a hundred percent on it and my teacher um commented on it and said that I was like really gifted in like poetry writing which was like so kind of her now that I look back on it because I was like such a terrible student in that class and she still gave me such nice feedback so I'm really great for that and I think that gave me the confidence to keep trying in poetry yeah I think I think people underestimate like uh, how much a good role model or a really good encouraging teacher can have on, especially on artists. Uh, and the next question I have for you is uh, who are your favorite artists? Uh, I mean, I guess you would have different depending on, you know, poetry or acting, but you want to list a few of the ones that who are your favorites? If you want? Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite writers is Roxane Gay. One of my favorite poets is Franny Choi. And I also love, um, my favorite musician is Mitski. And for acting, I really look up to Sandra Oh and Michaela Cole. Okay. Uh, is there anything, any parts of their work that really inspire you? Is it just, you just like how it sounds or? Yeah, a big one for me is um, the the music artist Mitski because um, we're both um, half East Asian and half white. And the themes that she explores in her work have like really inspired me and having someone um, of a similar racial background to me is not something that I like grew up having access to artists who were exploring those themes. And yeah, it's been really great to have that as a role model. So the next question I had was, uh, do you listen to music while creating? And uh, if so, who do you listen to? Music sometimes. I don't listen to music all the time. But a lot of times I do listen to uh, Mitski, as I said, and also I love listening to um, the rapper uh, No Name and also Joni Mitchell. Yeah. So I was wondering if you could please describe the artwork that you submitted. Yeah, I submitted three poems and they're all separate, but somewhat interconnected and exploring similar themes. Uh, could you walk me through the steps of creating your uh, three poems, please? Yeah, I like to work a lot, um, both from language and also from how I'm feeling physically. I like to write a lot of my poems while I'm walking around. 
and I like um, interacting with spaces while I think of poetry and I spend like a lot of time just like writing stuff down on post-it notes and I have post-it notes all around my room usually with just little poetic things that I think of throughout the day and that's how I jump off from writing poetry usually. Um, so I was wondering, uh, what title would you give the three poems? Like, would they have three different titles or one title altogether? And what would you name them if you had to name it? Yeah, I think I'd give an overall title for the three poems. And I think I'd call it Paradigm, just because there's so many levels and there's so many, like, shifts within them. Okay, yeah, for sure. I could definitely see that when I was uh, reading it, for sure. <laughs> um, so on that note, I was wondering, uh, do you think that your artwork is telling a story? Like, it's not your, your poems, or do you think your poems are telling a story? Yeah, that's a great question. I definitely do think that they're telling a story, and not quite in a linear fashion, though. Reflecting back on it, I do definitely see a beginning, a middle, and an end, though. And I think that's very prominent in the piece. Okay, yeah, for sure. I could definitely see that when I was uh, reading it, for sure. <laughs> um, so the next question I had was, uh, what does your poems teach us about the past and the future? Yeah, I love like playing with different time placements within writing like this. And I feel like there's a big exploration of the theme of healing in this piece and how that oscillates between the past and the future and how different generations speak to each other and how we can come to terms with things like intergenerational trauma um, throughout the past and the future. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, the next question I had was, uh, how did you feel when creating this piece? Creating this piece was definitely cathartic. I felt a lot of emotional release upon finishing this piece and being able to look back on it and actually just seeing that story structure throughout it, even though it isn't a linear story structure, that was really healing for me personally. And yeah. So the next question I had was, uh, what emotions do you hope that your poems, when people read it, what kind of emotions do you hope it'll lift in them? I really hope that people take away the feeling of hope after reading this piece. Because I feel like they're... I explore like a lot of themes like trauma and grief, for instance, within this piece. But there's also room for so much hope coming out of that. Yeah, for sure. Um... So the next question I have was, uh, what inspired this piece, or the poems, for sure? Yeah, I always, I always approach poetry from a language standpoint, and then off of that, I dive into more, like, emotions that I'm feeling and more, like, sensory stuff. I feel like just the word oscillate in particular that's what inspired everything about this piece and oscillating like through past and future and throughout time and throughout generations and exploring that in regards to healing. So what are your thoughts on representation in the arts? 
I definitely feel that we have so much more, so much further to go in terms of representation. Um, even just like, for instance, like looking back on um, the recent Golden Globes, there's so much more that needs to be done and more progress that needs to be made in representation in the arts. And that's really important. And we always need to be centering like the most marginalized people when thinking about representation in the arts. And that's something that um, needs to be always kept in mind. Yeah. What power does art have in your community? Yeah, that's a great question because I know that me coming from three years of acting school just now, a lot of emphasis was placed on the commercial aspect of being an artist and capitalizing on your work and building a personal brand for yourself. I feel like now that I'm working a lot more in like um, theater companies with my friends and stuff, for instance, there's a lot more of an emphasis on art being healing and a means for collaboration and a means for bringing people together. And that's more towards what I'm shifting towards. Yeah, for sure. I think sometimes it, it can be kind of a struggle as an artist to kind of feel like you need to sort of like brand, like be branding yourself and like selling your image. But also, it's also kind of a struggle between like what kind of stories you want to tell and what stories you want to be a part of. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. Um, so on that note, uh, the next question I have is, uh, how has art helped you fight societal norms? Yeah, coming from like being in acting school, I was always branded as like exotic by both my teachers and my classmates. And kind of to the point where I tried to really fit myself into that stereotype that was being projected onto me. And I tried to be like a girl with no needs who was just exotic. And when I was able to finally break out of that and when I discovered artists like Mitski who are breaking those societal norms, um, I was given the power to be able to step outside of that and creating art that's truthful to me and my experience and what I want to bring into the world. Um, so moving more towards uh, the piece you submitted, uh, what do you feel your piece says about social justice and fighting injustice? Yeah, I feel like such a big part of social justice is collective healing and figuring out how we can work together in community and like leading from empathy. And a big part of that is healing our own wounds and trauma, which is something that I really explored and used as a means for helping me heal through this piece. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next question I have is, uh, what does uh, your art work say about the society and culture we live in today? Yeah, I feel like a big theme in it is just asking the question, how do we live with other people? And how do we live like with the idea that there's so much more than us and of not just being individualistic, but of caring about people as a community. Do you feel that there are different standards for being an artist of color? I definitely do. And especially coming from having just graduated from acting school, there was um, so much like within that as an institution 
where there was so many different standards for artists of color. And it's so important to work to abolish that and to work towards better futures for having training as an artist and imagining what could be possible for that. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so the next question actually asks a little bit more about that, but it says, uh, what barriers need to be addressed for artists of color to thrive in today's society? Yeah, there's so many barriers. Um, even just like talking from like getting into a school perspective, there's so many barriers um, from before even like the audition and there's so much that needs to be done to make that aspect accessible. And then even once you get into the institution, there's so much, there's so much of the institution dictating what your race is to you. And that needs to be stopped. And I feel like what's going to help with that is people finally listening and giving up some of their power in order for the barriers to be addressed. Uh, do you want to speak a little bit more on that? Or it's okay, like, I don't want to push you uh, if you're not comfortable, but if you want to talk about like a specific experience or two, because I think uh, you're, uh, you're, the way you see it is could help so many people. Oh yeah, for sure. I actually love talking about this, so that's totally fine. I was in a class, um, an acting cohort of 20 people and I was one of only three people of color in that group and that's something that was never addressed throughout our entire program and the resources that me and other people needed in order to be able to thrive in that program weren't offered to us and a lot of stuff has come out like in the past year of other things that have been very wrong about that and it's so important for us to work towards better futures with that. Do you believe that your personal and or cultural values and beliefs influence your artwork today? Definitely and that's actually a great phrasing of it. I really think that my personal beliefs especially influence my artwork today as opposed to in the past. I feel like now I'm at a point as an artist where all of my personal beliefs are in my work and I feel very confident about that aspect of my artwork. And it took me a long time to be able to like consolidate all of that um, like in conjunction with what I've been taught um, from like acting school and other places about how I should always be building my brand and having a more capitalistic view of my artwork. Now I'm able to move away from that and focus more on creating stuff that aligns with my own personal beliefs. Yeah, for sure. Um, so do you believe that a creator's artwork is an extension of themselves? Like, could someone look at uh, or read your poems and feel like they have connected with you and your values? Yeah, I really hope that that is something that people who read my poetry feel. Um, I feel like poetry in particular, even, is such a great avenue for 
having conversations with the readers who are reading it. And I hope that people are able to be in conversation with me as they're reading my work and to feel like they have a connection. So um, how has being a person of color influenced your decision to do art? It's definitely something that I feel like I've had to spend a lot of time figuring out. Um, A lot of my professors, like in acting school, and we only had like white professors, they they would tell me that like, because I'm biracial for roles, I'll probably only, um, I probably like will never be enough of one thing or the other. And I felt like so limited, like in my acting because of that. Um, and I feel like exploring like that dichotomy that exists is something that's really influenced, especially my writing. And that's something that I've really been able to extrapolate on into writing, especially when I felt so frustrated in my acting work and not being able to be enough of anything in my acting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so on that note, kind of the opposite question is, uh, what is the most empowering thing for you being an artist of color? Yeah, I keep thinking back to how much the work of Mitski has impacted me um, in my journey. And I hope that some of the art that I create could give someone else that same feeling that Mitski has done for me of feeling seen and heard. And I hope that that's something that I can do for other people. Mm-hmm. Um. So the next question I have is, uh, where do you see your art career going in the future? I can definitely think of so many possibilities, and that's both exciting and terrifying. I really want to maybe find some avenue outside of art that will help influence my art um, alongside it. I'd love to explore something that's completely unrelated from art and see how that helps me grow as an artist in conjunction. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think um, people can be influenced, their creativity can be influenced by like all parts of life. So I can definitely see, you know, doing something unrelated to art, still finding a way to like motivate you creatively or inspire you that way. Yeah, exactly. Actually, my my chiropractor um, is like a chiropractor. And then she also Um, makes like amazing like drawings of like spines and it's so cool and I was like I want to like do something like similar to that almost. What advice would you give to the next generations of artists of color? Yeah my advice would be to learn as much as you can from other artists of color and from as diverse artists as you can and also to uplift the most marginalized voices in the community. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really hope that in the future we'll see more diversity and inclusion in all aspects of art um, so that hopefully the, the, um, the things you were talking about in your, in your acting school won't happen to the next generation of artists or, you know, like how you were saying, they were saying you're too exotic or, you know, they're saying, oh, you might be limited. Like, I really hope that in the future, that will not be a thing anymore. And I think that, you know, you addressing these issues will be the first step to 
maybe fixing those problems in the future. Absolutely, 100%. Um, so with that, I want to thank you for your time and your wonderful insight uh, into all things arts and being a person of color. Now featuring three poems, written and read by Cameron Chu. One, I don't know how to contain myself sometimes. I don't know how to fester something more than contempt for not being able to be everything to everyone. I sometimes have regret for all the times I held back, but I can't help occasional disenchantment. I heal as I oscillate between victim and vexation like your great aunt's acting career. What is a gender role? A collective of mourning divided like vanilla pudding cups when they lose their taste. I don't think much of you anymore. I mostly just feel melancholy as I endure your embrace in the morning. It's okay to be sad, you say, as you chastise me. Brick by falling epithet. You were my friend and bully. 2. I'm here. In the here and now. And I never thought I'd be here. I once was the girl, was the glass shards, was the silenced, and now I just am. I'm the whole, comprised of many parts, but I have cohesion like I've never felt before. Now I have a place to hang my grief. Finally, I am not synonymous with screams. My mother sleeps in the other room, and I know she is safe and I am safe, in a way I have never felt before. This is poetry, and this is also a way of life I am okay with. I can finally manage to breathe and not get fatigued whenever someone tramples on me. I have space for something greater than carpet stains and whiskey, and I still remember it sometimes, but I'm not down in their depths anymore. 3. I'm quite alright now. I whisper with conviction for a future. One I never dreamt of. Just a stack of bones and muscles dragging itself across a stage. Who would have ever thought? I still get scared of the world, but I harness that now into vulnerability, which I sell for money. I don't know how to go on living, but I try to follow in the footsteps I've created. I try to recognize when hurt people are hurting me. I try not to take it personally. I try to make others believe that they're worthy. This episode has been brought to you by the Students of Color Collective in partnership with CFUV. This podcast was produced by Melanie Lum with the support of Funa Robosoye and Neha Saxena. <laughs>